Hey, man, it's me, Kevin Smith. Ten years ago, the great Ralph Garman said to me, what if we did a podcast at your Smod Castle? What if we did our show there? We titled it Hollywood Babylon, and it's been going on for a decade. And on August 24th, Hollywood Babylon celebrates its 10th anniversary with a drive-in bash. That's right, man. Arclight Cinemas presents the Hollywood Babylon 10th Anniversary Drive-In Bash, man. Me and Ralph doing Hollywood Babylon on the big screen, the big drive-in screen at the Vineland Drive-In. 30-minute drive from the Arclight Hollywood, man. 443 Vineland Avenue in City of Industry, California. The gates will open at 5.30 p.m. and the showtime starts at 8.30. 100 bucks a car. No passenger limit. Complimentary Arclight Caramel Corn with purchase. Man, advanced tickets only. Tickets are not non-refundable, you know, all that stuff. Tickets at csmod.com, folks. Go to csmod.com and get your tickets. Come on out, man. We had a blast at the drive-in for my birthday. And now we can do Hollywood Babylon the same kind of way. But this time it's at the Vineland Drive-In in City of Industry, man. An Arclight Drive-In. Proud to be an Arclight event. Hollywood Babylon, 10th anniversary, drive-in bash. Tickets to cspot.com. children and dare you step inside the vegan abattoir i'm kevin smith and i'm harley quinn smith oh we got a special episode for you very special episode where harley's gonna learn the facts of life no very important story to tell we're gonna let it fucking we're gonna unfurl it and slap you across the face with it it's gonna be the whole episode mm-hmm. so there will be no guests this week yes no guest but a, a roller coaster <laughs> of a story we're gonna tell you a tale kids we're gonna take you on an adventure man close your eyes and let us begin it's been quite a week <laughs> it's only been three days actually Ooh, i know <laughs> um i thought we were gonna be doing this Either from uh, via Zoom mm-hmm. or via a hospital. Yeah, that was more likely. <laughs> based on what happened this week. Um, let me set the stage for you. And she'll help because it's her story. Austin got a job of some sort? Austin was going to go shoot a commercial with our friend. And so before he went, everybody who was going to be there was getting a test and see where this is going. Um, So the son in lockdown himself, mm -hmm. uh, who lost the celebrity show off title belt to Tori spelling. (laughs) Uh, Um, we'll talk about we all did. So he is going to shoot commercial with his friends. Mm -hmm. And naturally they're like, Hey, before, you know, anyone comes on set, you got to get tested. Mm hmm. Harley and Austin have tested a few times. Harley's like, you know, I wouldn't call her a, uh, what do they call it, a hypochondriac or a fucking germaphobe. Like, Jay Muse is a fucking germ freak mm-hmm. and was before any of this COVID nonsense. It was always just like carrying, like on tour, he carried around that fucking, he was ahead of the time, ahead of his time. The What do they call that shit right there? They put it in your hand, you rub it. and Puro? Hand sanitizer? Hand sanitizer. (laughs) I I smoked that one away. He's always had hand sanitizer on him. So whenever we did meet and greets afterwards, he was like pulling it out and putting on. Sometimes he put it on in front of people. And I was like, that's fucking rude. But now we live in a world where you could literally shake someone's hand, 
look them dead in the eye right afterwards, pour a pound of Purell in your hands, wipe it in front of them. No one's going to say shit because they're probably doing the same that fucking thing. would be thing. appropriate. <laughs> so, you know, um, Harley and, and Austin have gotten tested a few times. And uh, since Austin was going to get this test, I guess Harley decided, oh, I'll go, I'll go with him. Why not? Mm-hmm. Which I would have advocated against because since they literally share the same fucking body, they're always together. So often, <laughs> whatever one has, the other's probably going to have. Like, you know, your mom went and got one, a COVID test like the other week for some such shit. And I was like, great. If you're clean, I'm clean because you and me swaps it left and right. It doesn't really make sense for, for one person to test positive and the other person to test negative. Which apparently I'm not spreading disinformation here. It has been known to happen. It's possible. It's, I spoke to my doctor, Michelle Israel, and she said it is absolutely possible. She says, I see people where husband has it, wife doesn't, wife has it, husband doesn't. Sure. It happens. Right. But it's just, it's pretty shocking. It wouldn't happen for you two because you got each mm-hmm. your heads up each other's asses 24 fucking 7. You my best friend. <laughs> let me tell you about my best friend. He's my, he is my best friend. So her and her bestie go get a testy. <laughs> and they go, unlike, you know, I've gotten a test with them. When we all went and got a test and put it up on my Instagram. We went to was somewhere in Wilshire, and it's like a doctor building. And, it's a drive-through test, and it's a. But what is they're hooked up to a lab? They ain't just like people in a fucking Burger King parking lot. Like it was like a doctor's <laughs> well, office that, parking lot. Okay. Or something. <laughs> so you want you pulled up at a specific time, and and we have to pay for this test, not free or something. It right? is not free. Um, so we've done that all together. Uh-huh. Harley did not do that test with Austin. For whatever reason, they decided to go to an urgent care clinic yes. well, and we get did, a rapid test. We we were getting a rapid test because we needed to get one in time for his shoot. And so we needed to get it the morning of. Squeaky spooky in the background. You're supposed to keep talking. I do it under you. Okay, sorry. So good. <laughs> so Austin and I needed to get a test in the morning of Monday the This Monday that just 17th. literally passed yes, the other day. Literally three days ago. Monday the seventeenth. And our only choice was to go to a, a, a urgent care to get a rapid test. And we we went and they give you your results in fifteen. What kind minutes. of test was it? Jam up in the nose? Yes. Did they go as deep as they went? They did not. Hmm. I've gotten it Strike three one. times before the urgent care, and it always <clears throat> goes so far up your nose, it is painful. And they tickle your brain. Look, first yes. time I had it done, they went so far up my nose, it busted my hymen. There you go. That's <laughs> there, what I'm saying. <laughs> it's fucking intense, kids. And uh, yeah. I had it done again recently, which we'll get to, and it, it gets no easier. No. Even when you're expecting it, you're like, hang on. They're always like, sorry. Worse. But, it, it, but this one, they didn't jam all the way up. They did not. It went like halfway up my nose, maybe. And mm. so they they take it. You we sing a suspicious version. People did. People did. <laughs> yeah, now it's suspicious. <laughs> I know what happened to the background music. Come on. So, come on. I continue. can't. It, it competes with you. I'm too dominant. I'm way too entertaining. People will stop listening Just to you altogether. far too entertaining. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> and they'll be like, he's singing that fucking theme song from the courtship of Eddie's father. 
1970 show. That was literally the name of the show was the courtship of Eddie's father. And, uh, Bill Bixby played a father who, I don't know if he was divorced. I think the wife died and then he had a kid and the kid mm. story was essentially told from this point of view. And so that anyways, was, hey, this is fucking relevant to a fucking girl and her dad. They were the original <laughs> girl and her dad. dad. And that was their theme song. Peace, but let me take you my best friend. So anyways, yeah. I went yeah, to the yeah, urgent yeah, care yeah, yeah. and you, you wait in a line outside the door and they bring you in and then you basically just stand facing a wall. They quickly put a Q-tip up and then it takes 10 seconds and then you wait outside for your results. Rapid results, they call mm-hmm. it. So unlike the previous test you'd taken where you get your results the next day because it goes within through a like lab. Within 24 hours. Within 24 hours. These fuckers are like 24 hours. Pfft. In this modern day on the go society, you need to get going and get going fast. So we're going to test you and give you results right within minutes. Mm-hmm. Within 15 minutes, they come out and they hand you a piece of paper that you halfway filled out before. And then you got the test and then there's a there's a part that says positive or negative and then they circle it. So Austin... And you get it done together. Austin's mm-hmm. test, of course, comes back negative. Well, so we were in the car because the parking lot was directly next to the door. And we were scared to be around other people because there was a girl who was coughing. And we were incredibly concerned to be next to her. So you scrambled line. into your car. And so, we, so we scrambled into the car. And then Austin got out of the car like as he saw the nurse coming out and then the nurse came out and he was calling people's names so he called and austin's he was name and he was like oh austin can i finish man Jesus. can i fit you got his last name right congratulations it's seizure so he calls austin's name and hands him austin's results and then austin's like i'll, I'll take harley's results too mm-hmm. and then the nurse is like where's where is harley and he points to the car and then the nurse starts to walk over to the car and i was like what the fuck why it was so scary and then he came up to the window and he says i'm so sorry sweetie you tested positive for covid dun, dun, dun. and i was like i don't understand how and austin and i were like are you sure this is this is right are you sure this is our test did it not at what get point did up? austin run screaming out through the parking lot well i think he like, slowly was trying to back closer to the car window away from me i'm not really dating i just kind of know her <laughs> quickly ran around the block to get a fucking sausage anyways eat a hot dog and eat it on the fucking sly i listened to the interview would last you week. like to finish the story yeah <laughs> fuck man i'll turn it into a tale for the ages the kid is like fucking mortified because she's facing the fact that she got covid kids already like you know emotional anyway to begin with as my kid she's pretty emo so you know, you get the news nobody wants in this day and age, the modern fucking plague and shit. She called uh, her parents or texted her parents and tried both, but uh, naturally nobody looks at their phone. Yep. So uh, finally, I guess it was. Uh, I texted emergency, call me ASAP. No fucking response. I had to call the house phone, which is ancient. And then mom, for some reason, answered the house phone after I think I tried you both maybe three, four times. To be fair, I never have my ringer on. Not for texts. That's not so for... interesting. What if you had a kid who needed to read? you about an emergency maybe i live in the same house as the kid mm-hmm. and i'm sure she'd reach my you know 
significant other who always has her what phone. What if she around. couldn't? What, what if literally no one she relied Eventually, on I would look at my phone, phone, but I got to be honest with you. Like, I can't. Number one, you're a 21 year old adult and smart, and I assume you know how to take care of yourself by this point and stuff. And number two, I can't be that person that's just like, ding, I must look at my phone. I already spend way too much time on my face on my phone. I will not let it be my, my, no, it's fair. You know, boss. It's I'm fair. the captain now. In this moment, I wish someone answered the phone <laughs> as I was crying. Um, but thank God, uh, Jennifer eventually called or did answer the phone. She answered the house phone, and I and was Harley was like, "I got out. COVID," and Jen was like, "What? Oh my God!" And so, you know, she also indicated that Austin did not have the COVID, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh." God, that's going to be even worse. Like, the only thing worse than my daughter having COVID is her boyfriend not having COVID. Me be- having COVID alone. Because <laughs> now she's going to be stuck in a room by herself. He's going to have to quarantine for her. So Jennifer came into my office and she was like, you know, grave faced. And she was like, Harley just tested positive for COVID. And I, like, I blanked and went like, Bleh! at the same time, because I'm like, no, what, her? Of all the fucking people in this house, Little Miss, do it for Nan and Pop, fucker, <laughs> is the one that got COVID. And she don't go out. And she had just, like, I was looking at her Instagram story that morning. You put up, like, a picture of people, these Instagram influencers who had a party and shit. And mm-hmm. she was like, these idiots. And then I was like, there's no way that the person who put this in their Instagram story fucking put herself in harm's way. And then I, instantly I'm like... Maybe she got it from, like, me. I went out in the world. But then I was like, well, Harley did go away, you know, to Palm Springs and stuff. And maybe they went to the food store. I go to the desert often. Totally. But But, we always by ourselves. And, well, and and if you go with people or friends, they get tests and shit like that. If we go with people, it's only at max two other people who have been (laughs) tested and who have been super careful. Now, naturally, you know, nobody wants to believe the worst. And... You know, what is it? The five stages of, you know, fucking death. First, you're fighting. One of them is, no way. You know, this can't be. It's got to be wrong. Denial. And Thank you. I knew there was a word for it. (laughs) And then, um, but the problem with that is generally the information is like there are such things as false negatives. Mm Mm-hmm. But there's no such thing as a false positive. I, I, I was so confused. And we honestly <laughs> thought that they switched my test accidentally with the girl who was coughing behind us. Right. Because I was like, there's just no way. And it seemed, I mean, I don't know. But it seemed like it wasn't down to a science, the organization of this urgent care. So I was like, if they did mix up our tests, it would be understandable. Like the girl who was coughing went and took her she nose had swab. Yeah, she had symptoms that she got her nose swab maybe 30 seconds after I did. Right. So I was like, this feels super likely that they but switched But at the it. same time, you don't want to be like a fucking science denier where you're exactly. like, yeah, other people, but not me. I know. Well, it so was... you're at a crossroads where you're like, this doesn't make sense, but I don't. I also like, of course, it makes sense. There are people getting COVID, so you know, fucking people have come into our house. Fucking, you don't even. Nobody knows that much about it, so it's like maybe I picked it up in my fucking shoe walking because somebody fucking spit, and you, you just, you know, everything's running through her mind. I assure, I assure you, or assume, because. Everything ran through my mind mm-hmm. in the split second that Jennifer imparted the information because I'm like, that just that don't track unless you got a secret life where she's out there licking toilet bowls and shit like that. Like it, the girl I know is 
way too fucking cautious. Mm-hmm. Like, how the fuck? But you don't want to be that, like, person that's like, no, not us. You know? In, yeah. Because that's how fuckers die. It's like, so instantly, like, we were on, like, fucking lockdown duty. You know, Jen was just, like, fully met. She's like, you can't go downstairs. Mm-hmm. Um you know, we got to lock Harley in her room and we got to lock her away from Austin if he's fucking negative. So Austin should go down to Byron and Gail's room because Byron and Gail aren't here right now. They're in Nevada at their place. It's so she's like, don't go downstairs. It was incredible. Don't say the word lightly. It was very traumatizing. Traumatizing. I'm, yeah, I, absolutely. Particularly, mostly for you because, you know, it's like, yeah, I'm young, but still there are young people who are also dying from COVID. My well. life flashed before my eyes. Yeah. It was crazy. And then within 20 minutes, we were home and I was locked in a room away from everybody. I was like, well, how am I going to get food? I can't go to the kitchen. How am I going to do anything? I can't leave this room. Yeah. And so I went up to the kitchen with three masks on, then a face shield and gloves. <laughs> and we were down here contacting everyone who came into the house or near me. Like mm-hmm. I had to reach out to Mark Bernardin and JC because I saw them for fat man beyond on Friday or Saturday night or whatever. Harley returned Thursday. Jay came over for the final episode of uh celebrity show off, which, you know, uh, they shoot on Thursday. So they shot it last Thursday or whatever a week ago. <clears throat> and, um, Harley had just come back from Palm Springs with Austin just as we were shooting, like, you know, finding out that mm-hmm. Tori Spelling won. So she was in the room with Jay and Jay was wearing a mask. I don't know why he's just being that guy. Um, I mean, I know why he's wearing a mask, <laughs> but so I had to tell Jay. And so Jay, Jordan, Logan mm-hmm. went and got tested. Julian. Julian had to get tested. Julian's my assistant. Josh and Liv, because they were here shooting Wake and Bake, they had to get tested. Our friends who were with us in Palm Springs, one of which is immune compromised. <coughs> so that was terrifying. I felt like the worst person in the world. Man and Pop out Man in Nevada had to get a test. Oh, God. It was um, so awful. Mom said at least like 15 people had gotten tests. Makes sense. Tracks. I mean, look, fucking, that was the, that's the information that, you know, nobody wants to get, but right away, everyone tried to act responsibly and be like, all right, let's fucking trace everything and mm-hmm. like make sure that we can tell people they should get tested. Cause there's people, Mark's got kids, you know, yeah. it's, um, fucking, it's so scary. You know, it's just, yeah, it's not as simple as, like, you know, Ralph, I, I contacted Ralph, but Ralph had come over on Tuesday to record a podcast with me. He hadn't been here since. So I was like, you're actually fucking safe mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, so, we, me and Jen, make appointments to get tested. Harley and Austin make appointments to get retested because Harley's showing no symptoms, mm-hmm. not feeling bad. You know, we're all like, how do you feel? Are you okay? And she's like, I don't feel I'm fine. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Jen's going, maybe she's one of those asymptomatic people who has it but won't get it bad. But, you know, regardless, it's like, I know you and I know your threshold for fucking pain is as low as mine. Yeah. So when I she's sick, oh, it, it, you know, verbal about it. <laughs> and I've heard from people like Caviar Mike, who does our weed and stuff. Mm-hmm. Caviar Mike got it a couple months ago and he's strapping like fucking he's big <laughs> and strong and fucking works out and shit. And it took him down. He lost 40 fucking pounds. And this dude didn't have 40 pounds to lose. It just ate his muscles away and shit like that. So I'm like, if, and and he said, Mike, who's a strong fucking tough dude who's been to jail, 
he said that was the closest to death I ever thought I've come in my life. He's like, I honestly thought I was going to die. I was preparing myself for that. And I, I, I'm so scared and I, I kind of have a phobia. Uh, well, I'm, I'm definitely claustrophobic, but I have a phobia of, of things getting stuck in my throat because of since when I was a baby and I almost choked. So you, but you were unaware of that. I know, but ever since then, because I do have a, like a lot of mucus in my throat. So I was honestly so terrified that I wasn't going to be able to breathe because that's the biggest part of it. And I have a fear of it because wow. built into that. Yeah. <laughs> it's built into a story. Somebody told you, I know, but now it's in my head forever. When Harley was born, you think you're fucking scared. When Harley was born, like, uh, me and Jen, uh, it was like the night after Harley was born or the night Harley was born. Harley was born in the afternoon. So this is that night they'd taken her away. She goes to the, like the baby room and hangs out with other babies. Like, Hey, what's up? We're alive. And me and Jen were just hanging out in the room and shit and chit-chatting like, wow, that's weird. Um, there's a human being now. They brought Harley in for feeding, nighttime feeding. And the nurse, very jovial, very sweet, you know, was just like, um, but a total fucking pro, you know. Like, mm -hmm. uh, so uh, the the nurse, you know, gives you to Jen and Jen goes, starts breastfeeding and stuff. And uh, which is, you know, by the way, also a new fucking experience, mm -hmm. like for her particularly. And, um, you know, we were like, how'd she do talking about Harley? And the nurse is like, oh, you know, she it was wonderful. She had a little choking incident, but that was about it. And, you know, it, we I, choking incident. What do you mean? And she goes, well, like, you know, we were at the nurse's station talking and then I saw a little hand waving in the, you know, what do they call it? Not infirmary, the nursery. Mm hmm. And, uh, you know, I walked over and she was uh, having a choking incident. She was gagging on some of the leftover fluids. And so we got the vacuum in there and sucked it out. And, and she was great. Uh, you know, she's a smart one. She let us know. So we were able to catch it right away. And she said it so, and I'm not like saying, what a fucking jerk. But she said, it, you know, this is her job. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and she's like. A human being that comes out of another human being, you know, fucking within hours still might have some whatever fucking placental juices and shit mm -hmm. that we got to keep, keep cleaning out of the kid. And, and so like this, you know, I'm sure there are choking incidences that go wrong, but generally speaking, this is something that she encounters on a regular basis as, as a nurse of newborn babies i don't remember but it still as a, haunts as a, me every as day as a father <laughs> of a newborn baby that i'd never heard that nobody sat us down and prepared us and said oh there could be a choking in don't worry things could go well as well as it go bad so she left the room and i broke down fucking crying and i, I was like I, you know i barely knew your fucking mother at this point and i was like i don't know if i can fucking do this for the rest of my life like uh, like what like she just if she didn't if they don't see her waving her hand like it's, you know, suddenly your heart is like on the fucking line and shit. So mm -hmm. naturally we went into, okay, let's deal with this mode in terms of like, we got to tell people we got to fucking put this one here and make sure Austin stays at the other end of the house. You can't go downstairs and stuff. But then it was like, you don't want to have the thought of like, what if she gets it? bad like we know she has it now but what if she gets it the bad way there are people that have some covid and you know it's not like hell on earth for them they come out of it lightly someone like caviar mike or as i've read you know Alyssa milano seems to have like gotten the bad end of it and stuff like that 
those cats, like I didn't, you know, naturally as a parent, I'm like, oh God, please not that version of it and shit. That's as, what I was terrified of. I was no so doubt. scared of not being able to breathe and I couldn't stop thinking about it. And it, it was messing with my head so much. And I was so confused because I felt totally fine, but I've also read so many things that are like, yeah, I, I didn't feel anything. And then the next day I couldn't breathe and I had to go to the hospital. So I was so scared I was going to wake up mm. and, and and need to go to the ER or something. It was so scary. And I was um, alone. And yeah, she was by herself. We could FaceTime with her and stuff. But like, you know, and I, even though I want Jennifer was just like, you're not allowed to go anywhere near that floor. And I'm like. I didn't want anybody to, but it, yeah, it was Harley just. Yeah, Harley too. She's like, stay away. And she's like, I'm so She was crying because she was afraid she might have given it <clears throat> to us or to me or mm-hmm. Nan and Pop or something like that and stuff. So, you know, even though you know, I, I did say that night with no, like, and it wasn't coming from like a dad place, but I'm like, it seems unlikely that, mm-hmm. you know, you could have it and Austin couldn't. You were the first person who said it. But you don't want to feed that narrative because that's dangerous narrative to feed. But mm-hmm. like, just didn't make sense. And so on one level, I was like, Austin, they're going to retest tomorrow. Austin's going to find out he does have it because there's no way that she does and he doesn't. That's what we thought, too. So we all get tested. And we get our results back. Like me and Jen test three o'clock in the afternoon. When did you guys test? We tested the next day. The next day. Uh, we got in the morning. I was uh, hiking from Runyon, so it was like Wednesday morning or something like that. No, Tuesday, Monday. You got tested on Monday. Monday, so Tuesday morning. Um, you know, Doctor Israel, I text her and be like, "Hey, man, do I have COVID?" And she called me and be like, "No, you're negative. Jen's negative as well." And then and, Austin and I went for a second test. And uh, they had a second test at a at an actual <clears throat> doctor's office, not the you know, um, urgent care and not to nobody's shitting on urgent care. Yeah, no, not at all. And it's also so confusing because nobody actually really knows what COVID is. It's such a mystery already. So it's nobody's fault really f- mm. for false tests or difficulties because it's such an unknown disease that nobody really knows even what they're dealing with. So it's no, it's, it's no criticism to anybody unless they mixed up my test, which would have which, is a, which is a huge criticism. That being said, she tested again, turned out negative. Then she tested again today just to be sure, but you didn't get those results yet. No, I did. You did get them. Yes. <laughs> so negative again. Yes. So she's had two negative tests. Um, she called the the clinic or the fucking urgent care to be like, mm-hmm. hey man, so just not to be like shitty, but be like, hey, heads up. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't rude at all. I was more just being like, hey, I I just want to let you know, I I think I got a false positive from your from your rapid tests, and the person I spoke to was like, that's not possible. Our tests are a hundred percent positive if they're positive because they detect the protein in the coronavirus and i was like then it made her nervous because then last night she was like oh my god what if i do still have it what if the second test is wrong Mm -hmm. and i'm like what are the chances that the lab test is wrong versus the fucking drive up and you're done in five true but i just was so in my head about it and it was already such a roller coaster of emotions Mm -hmm. that i just didn't really know what to think and since she was saying they're 100% positive, I didn't understand. But then I spoke to um, 
the doctor's office who I took the other test with and they said that there is no possible way for anybody to be 100% certain about results because, like I said, nobody knows anything about COVID. So they don't have a perfect test. It doesn't exist. So there's no way for test results to be 100% accurate. <laughs> yeah, it's comforting. <laughs> Terrifying. Terrifying. Um, but long story short, the kid who's got COVID doesn't have COVID. It's so nuts, too, to just... Scary, man. Like, I didn't want to tell a lot of people, but I, I told, like, some of my close friends and explained. And then the next day, I was like, oh, uh, just kidding. <laughs> Never mind. And everyone was like, what? <laughs> that, it was a pretty terrifying 24 plus hours no it was like 72 hours and it was horrible <laughs> it was so awful it was it's it, and we got we're fortunate as much as like you know some people can't pay for a test let alone oh yeah multiples not stuff. to mention so if we didn't have like enough money like or you were on your truly on your own you get that first test they tell you you're positive mm -hmm. you're probably not getting a second one you're probably just sitting in the house quarantine exactly. which you know is not the end of the world but unnecessarily you'd be quarantining yourself and you'd be in terror the whole time waiting for symptoms you'd probably manifest symptoms like you know just gone like everything makes my i, I can't breathe i can't I, I know it i know it. I, I have covid so of course i can't breathe That's... psychosomatically they drive you fucking nuts i mean again i ain't bitching nobody complaining nobody like this ain't a let's cancel fucking somebody uh, we're all happy as fuck she clean yeah. and, and healthy and shit but it's just a nuts situation and it's something to be aware of yes. that it does happen because it, it really fucked with my head because then i was just thinking like wait so there could be people who got a negative but are walking around positive but yeah, they, I mean, they don't again this they we don't know it? if this is the case but let's say that you know they switched you with the person that Mm -hmm. that was coughing and shit. And so, you know, you got their result and they got theirs. And this is a hypothetical because we don't know if that's what happened. Yeah. But if that is the case, you know, you're like going home, locking yourself in a room. That person's like, all right, well, I don't have COVID. So I guess I don't have to like lock down and shit and probably go innocently, and just innocently, not knowing. Yeah. It's so crazy. And I, I, I've heard now that a lot of rapid tests give false results which is pretty terrifying and i don't want to spread misinformation because obviously i don't know the statistics well, with, or anything I think some ohio senator or some or governor or something he was going in to see the president and everyone gets tested rapid test mm -hmm. and he like they told him you can't go in you're you've got covid and he went home and he did a like thing on tv where he's like well yes i guess i don't feel bad at all i didn't have any symptoms so yeah. and then a few days later they were like he doesn't have it. That test was inaccurate. And that's the fucking test that they give to people who are going to see the president. So it, it's, I'm just saying it's, it's like so crazy. no tests. You're right. No tests. We're all thinking like technology will save us and this mm -hmm. test will tell me whether or not. And, you know, it ain't even like the tests don't work or maybe it is the tests don't work because clearly who knows well, what it is. You don't have fucking COVID. So it's I like something happened. And in, it's either human error or the fucking tested. It sounds like the test has errors quite often. But it, I think it was just a huge wake-up call, kind of, because we have all gotten more relaxed. I mean, I'm still paranoid as fucking super anal about everybody who's <laughs> being careful in our house. But 
it definitely was a reminder because we were more careful at the beginning of quarantine. I would give my fruit and vegetables a bath <laughs> when I went to the grocery store. I, I would clean off every single thing we got and I was being pretty, pretty psycho about it. And so it's just kind of a wake up call to be like, I mean, thank God I didn't have it, but I very much well could have right. for a day. I thought I did. So we have to be even more careful. And I, I don't know, it just it put things into perspective again for me because it's been many months now. So I've just kind of gotten used to it. But it's I, the darkest episode of Vegan. I know I was a very serious episode, but it's a very real thing that happened literally I'm still today. I just found out my third result, my my third testing results. So it's an ongoing story. <laughs> um, it is, and it's a big deal, man. It's uh, again, this ain't like this is a fucking vegan abattoir expose, man. No. We're gonna take someone down. <laughs> this is just. It's not. I mean, I can't even call it a cautionary tale. This is literally just what happened. Yeah. <laughs> and there's no agenda behind it. It's not like so we want something done. No, like, it's just sharing what happened. It's just it's holy fuck. Can you imagine time. how fucking terrifying it was around here for a few days? Where it's just like, what if this, like, what if this kid gets the bad end of the fucking COVID stick? What if she winds up on like a fucking respirator? Like, or what if I gave it to anybody else in the house? It was so I scary. I didn't think about that as much. As, that's the like, only you, thing I thought about. Well, that's very kind of you to not just be like, all I did was fear for my own life because fuck you guys. But like no. my thought was not for myself. So even when you were like, I'm, I'm worried that I gave you COVID when you're all upset. And I was like, oh my God, no, you're absolutely not. Like it hadn't occurred to me up until the moment you said that. And I was like, oh no. And then I got off the phone. I was like, did this motherfucker give me COVID? <laughs> um, my first thought naturally was, was for you and your health and stuff. Um, but the, the guilt that you seem to display. Oh my God. I felt, I felt. It awful, wouldn't be your fucking fault. But it felt so awful to tell. I mean, not only I, I felt so guilty because I was so scared that I, I gave it to someone in the house. you would have made your very happy. Well, not happy, but she would have been like, thank God it was her and not me. <laughs> thank God I wasn't the one that brought COVID into I the know, house. But... I dug that bullet. <laughs> I ain't in the doghouse. It was awful. I was so scared. I gave it to our friends, too, our friend who was immune compromised. Oh, my God. It, it was such a traumatic 72 hours. Well, I mean, but the biggest thing was like, where did you get it? Like, especially if all these people around you didn't have it like mm -hmm. that was that was kind of the mini mystery going like, well, wait a second. She's like way more careful did you even when they went away for austin's uh, birthday they rented a house in like the middle of palm springs a little house so it's not even like they were like we were at a hotel and other no, people were there we literally only saw by we themselves were with the four of us. and like she said the couple they went with one of them's immunocompromised so they're even more fucking careful they we the were the first COVID. people they saw in five months is that right so <laughs> so they had uh jen gave austin for his birthday a fucking slip and slide and austin <laughs> sent a video of him doing the slip and slide and then he wiped out because like one of the sprinklers yeah. up. <laughs> he had like the biggest bruise of all time it was completely it was so purple. weird because jennifer had said something about like these are fun but you got to watch out for the sprinklers yeah. like, i was like <laughs> thinking wow that must be from experience because who the fuck maybe she's just being a mom and saying a mom type thing but like 
sprinkler. What is he, an idiot? You just don't put it down near the sprinklers. And then fucking. It came out from the, pops under out of the, the ground. ground. <laughs> the timer was like pop. And he was like, ah, left a big fucking welt. The first thing he said was that he was like, oh, no, your mom's going to be so upset. <laughs> she told me. Mom always said not to play ball now. <laughs> um, so wait. So did you do the slip and slide? I did. So like. I was not injured. Well, thank God. But number two, like, that's another, like, place of, like, well, how the fuck could he not have COVID and you have COVID and you were both on the slip and slide? And I ain't going any deeper than this, but, like, something tells me you didn't rent a house in the middle of Palm Springs just to fucking use the slip and slide. So you were probably even closer than that. <laughs> Swap and spit and the like. So it, it was just baffling. But... Again, the, the like, I can't express this enough. Like, because I'm, I'm, it's, I, I'm not saying like because I'm a liberal or something like that, but I, like, I couldn't deny, I couldn't let myself be a science denier well, just yeah, because absolutely. I cared about the kid, but it all didn't track. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it was so strange to be in this weird position of. Something that, like, I I would never be the person that says, yeah, but, you know, maybe they're wrong mm -hmm. until faced with a moment. But if if you had said we're both we both got covid, you and Austin, I would have been like, well, that would have made sense. And I wouldn't have blinked twice or I would have blinked been like, oh, my God, how horrible. But like I would have been like, well, they both went away. And if they both if one got it, they both got it. They must both have it and shit like that. But like, you know. With one of you having it, the other not, you having zero symptoms, none of us feeling remotely COVID-y or anything like that. It, it just felt like, I don't know, man, this fish don't fucking swim. But then you didn't want to be the person, like even said it to Jen, where I was like, we can't just, you know, think that she doesn't have it I know. away. I don't want to spread that message either, because obviously... This household believes in all science, yeah, <laughs> but it's yeah. just, it, it's, it, it was just such a weird situation. I don't even really know on, on whose end or what end it was messed up. If it was, if it was the test or if it was an accidental switch of the test or switch of results, I don't really know, but I, I feel bad because I don't want to spread that message because I obviously believe in science with my whole heart. But it is also just this disease is so unknown and it's... it's. I have come to the conclusion that the only way to truly test for COVID is to drown people. To drown and people. And if they float, they, had, they did not have the COVID. And if they drown, they had the COVID. Like, that's very much like the fucking witch trials. Well, I didn't say it was the original idea, but fucker, <laughs> at least I'm trying. That's the new test. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it, what a, what a weird position. And again, thank God we're having this conversation about how weird to have to, you know, wonder if science was correct, as opposed to we're having this conversation where like Harley's, Harley can barely breathe and, or, you know, fucking vegan abattoir, like, there is no episode. I was ready to make the announcement that we were going to have like a hiatus. Stuff. Um, man, oh man. Well, as a dad, I'm fucking relieved beyond belief, beyond words, uh, that of course you don't have COVID, uh, as a podcast co-host, I'm relieved as well. I mean, she was so like, I used, 
I used the microphone because, you know, she was using the fucking setup in the office. She's like, I used your office and I did the microphone. I did so many things. <laughs> and I was so like, oh, I didn't know I have been in there since. And I realized I had and I touched everything she had and stuff. And I was like, oh, my God. Then there was another one, too. Oh, we did a piece oh, for Good God. Morning America. This on Sunday in the kitchen me. where Harley was like, we're doing a piece for Good Morning America about vegan abattoir. And I was like, right on. Fucking nice ink. It's fucking national, man. It's more of that, I said. Less of everything else. What else you got? <laughs> so the idea is they're Zooming it, shooting on Zoom and whatnot. And I shot it with my phone um, for B-roll and stuff. And so Harley was making avocado toast. And I was so bored. I made a fucking Beyond Burger at the same time. Thanks. And so, well, I mean, otherwise I just sit there and watch. I'm like, boy, she's good at making sandwiches. I love my daughter. That's what I have to do the majority of the time <laughs> in any interview with you is just sit there well, and smile. I ain't you. <laughs> so I can't stand for that kind of thing. So I'm making a Beyond Burger and I'm eating my Beyond Burger because I'm not going to eat her avocado toast because I don't eat avocado. I'd eat the toast, but the avocado ruins it all. Of course. So, you know, she's like, can you have a bite of your burger? And I said, yeah, of course. What's mine is yours, daughter. Like a parent bird, I chewed it up and spit it into her mouth. No, she <laughs> took my fork and ate a piece of my burger and gave me back oh. my fucking utensil. And I believe I then ate the rest of the burger after that. I Couldn't remember if I'd eaten the rest of the burger if I just put the bowl on the floor with the fake cheese for Shecky to eat. Which, by the way, Shecky left vegan cheese in the bowl. Really says something. No, however, <laughs> however, Shecky does fuck so hard with Beyond Meat. Really? Every time I make a Beyond Burger, she's fucking right there. Like today, I was having a Beyond Burger and she was on the bed staring at me in that close way where she's like. <laughs> and then I look at her and then she looked at the Beyond Burger in my hand and looked back at me and shit. And I'm like, are you serious? So I gave her a piece of the Beyond Burger, and she was like, (laughs) and she loved it, man. Like, I could make this dog a vegan. Be pricey. With just Beyond Burgers? Um, Yeah. And I'm like, fuck, man. What a pain in the ass. You know what, though? She's in her old age. I'm honest. No, I mean, fuck it. It's better than she hears her name. She's getting up. She's like, did you say Beyond Burger? (laughs) Because I would certainly love one. Um, What I was getting into was that, like, uh, when I was eating at Veggie Grill every day, I had, that was it. I had one meal a day at Veggie Grill and I loved going to Veggie Grill and sitting there and eating the food there because when I was done, I stopped eating and that was that. Here in the house, the trap is like you eat while you watch TV and then, you know, let's say the movie's two hours. I'm eating the entire two hours, mm-hmm. um, not keeping track of it and shit. Whereas in the restaurant, you know, if I sat at Veggie Grill for two hours, it'd be like, we like you, but Come on. Yeah. Like, fucking, what happened? Your wife leave you or something? So I make a Beyond Burger at home and I have throughout the quarantine. Um, but they come two in a pack and I tend to make two because I'm like, well, I'm not going to leave the other one there. And, you know, it doesn't mean I have to eat it. But then I eat both because I fucking love Beyond Burgers. So, so good. what I could do is make a Beyond Burger for me and make a Beyond Burger for her. For Shaquille? Put it in the fridge and that could be her Shiki. meal every day. I don't know. I'm going to try that out. I mean, you know, it's better than giving that Cesaro bullshit and whatnot. And it would be putting her on a plant-based diet. And she loves it. She's not like choking it down going, this is not fucking meat. Like, fools her. (laughs) Yeah, fools her. And she's been eating fucking meat her whole life. So hopefully the Beyond company gets in touch with me and they're like, we hear your dog. (laughs) Your advertising icon of a dog. What if they made Beyond dog food somehow? They could. They totally could. I mean, right now they're like, bro, we have a hard time, a hard enough time keeping up with the 
fucking demand for I know. human food, let alone like breaking it off. That's a, dog. a good idea, though. They could take those crumbles and give those to the dogs. As far as I'm concerned, that's the one thing I, <laughs> hey, I don't fuck with very I like hard. I, I tried their crumbles. I didn't go for them very much. I like much. the crumbles. But the burger, the sausage. Oh, fuck him. I think I'm onto a plan, man. And and slowly, I'm fucking bringing Shecky to a plant based diet, and she um, won't give a fuck. Maybe Shecky will live till like twenty. I mean, Burt Ward, who played Robin in Batman and Robin, the TV show, he got his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, mm-hmm. and I spoke for him. Remember? He does a company, Gentle Giants. He makes dog food. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's got dog, no bullshit. This sounds like fucked up, but he's got, he's been feeding his dogs this food mix that he fucking was involved with or whatever fuck. But it's like scientifically balanced and shit. And he had dogs, big dogs, live. 25 years oh my they, I god mean, and like not even a bad 25 we're like well the last 18 they were in a fucking wheelchair but like healthy walking around and shit hey, so he's on to something he really is and plus he's fucking robin my god so there it is man the kid covid free since 1999 <laughs> thank god that's that's the new catchphrase <laughs> for the show it's no longer <laughs> vegan abattoir girl and her dad it's Vegan abattoir, <laughs> COVID-free since 1999. That's really the new slogan of oh, my life. <laughs> it truly is. Um, so glad that you don't have the COVID. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, me too. It's um, been a it's been a sad past three days. I've developed an eye twitch. <laughs> have you? I my eye has. COVID. Straight. I mean, that's the only symptom I had. So I was like, you were like, is I gotta, this my eye is sign? blinking. I got ice blinking eye. It's terrifying, though. I haven't. Uh, no one's seen it happen yet, but it, it happens it like happens multiple to times a father. day. Happens to your it father. It only started happening once I thought I was gonna die. It's a genetic <laughs> thing, but I know what it is. It's just like all of a no, sudden. No, 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 no. It's my eyelid, and it yeah. goes like. Like this part yes. and it, the top part and it yes. goes in and out and like yes. it's clenching it's yes. so fucking scary <laughs> hey as a guy who's been dealing with it for 50 years don't worry about it I think my eye's gonna get stuck it's I literally gonna think happen. it's gonna the get stuck the human body is a fucking miracle but like any little machine it's got weird ticks and that's just the weird tick that we got all I'm saying is it only happened once I thought I was going, going to it's die it's a stress related thing it will happen throughout the rest of your life the good news is if it's only happened recently guess what you haven't really been that stressed out up until now this is the first <laughs> time in your life I'm you thought out. you might die that's good. <laughs> it is very good. Is really You're 21 good. and you made it 21 years. When I was That's a boy, good. when I was 12, I always thought I was going to fucking die. I've never had a life. I was like, if I don't experience. see Return of the Jedi, I'm going to die. <laughs> and I saw it. And then I was ready for death. And I've been ready for death since 1983. That's your Instagram S- Since bio. I saw Return of the Jedi. Now I've just been killing fucking time on this rock. <laughs> had to go invent a goddamn career in cinema just because I'm waiting for the fucking grave because ain't nothing been fucking worth it since return of the jedi maybe having a kid but other than that um <laughs> thanks um how's it feel to i mean i guess it's kind of like death. yeah to defy death it is kind of like you know you got to run the spectrum you got to like you know when i almost dropped dead i got to see what my funeral would be like out of my Tom Sawyer moment because i lived and people were like oh my god him was a good dude and i was like i'm still alive i'm not dead yet <laughs> I'm so still. <laughs> <laughs> I feel happy. Um, it is, uh, it, you got to, 
feel the fear and the fucking like, well, I guess it is. I'm, I'm going, you know, I'm going to go through it, mm-hmm. start dealing with it and then find out, no, nope, you're good. Mm-hmm. Like the, like someone pulled your card. Some They went to punch your ticket. And then they were like, no, you're good. You get to keep riding on the train. (laughs) Thank God. Oh, my God. It was so scary. Um, But did it make you want to write or create or eat or Peloton? It definitely made me want to eat. No, fuck. The first day I, I ordered ramen a pizza um i, <laughs> I started eating everything in sight fever. i really started nom, nom, eating nom, nom, everything nom. in sight because i was like well who knows if i'll live tomorrow i'm gonna eat this fucker out of my body <laughs> but then i was like oh man i i should really start creating during this time what else am i going to do i have to use if i'm going to be alone for two weeks i really have to like make something count of it so, so many times you could watch the entire run of the office bro. but then i started watching selling sunset instead what you were facing the it fucking great beyond moment. you were facing shuffling loose this mortal coil possibly the last two weeks of your life and you're like i know i was such a i know selling sunset. what is it about i don't even know Selling Sunset is a reality show. Look how excited show. you are. <laughs> I love it. I can tell you, Fazio. I've almost watched show about three what? seasons since Monday. Holy fuck. It's horrible. Boy, I failed as a parent. I feel really... What is it about? I'm watching... I'm real like, estate? Please don't tell me real estate. Are they fucking no. selling Sunset? Is about selling real it's estate a, in California? It's a reality show about real estate. Bro, you live here. I know. You don't have to watch cool. some show going like, boy, LA looks cool it's and cool hip. It's cool to see the you house. I could drive around and see the reality and be like, nah, it's fine. It's so funny because they're so ridiculous. It's really funny. It's it's pretty it it's pretty humorous. Maybe I, we should have made you go to college. I'm not proud so that, of my choices. So that when faced with fucking your imminent demise, you make better choices. I don't know, you write a letter to an old friend. Well, I was gonna start writing myself. Go, go like, save a seal. I was gonna work on my script, but I work on script. In this moment, I just, I guess there was so much going on in my mind. I needed to watch something that required literally no brain power. So I just needed to watch something that um, would take my mind off literally anything. You know what? <laughs> Everyone deals with death in their own weird ways. I didn't expect it to be this way, but I, I'll be honest. I did order a pizza and ramen and watch Selling Sunset. <laughs> I was in the middle of a fast, and uh, I was on hour 39, and then all of a sudden I was like, I might have COVID. And Jennifer, your mom, uh, for those listening who are like, who's that? Jennifer was like, um, you, you got to stop your fast immediately. I said, why? She's like, because what happens on COVID you're going to lose weight. And I was like, that would rock. Like, that's the only good part about this fucking ride. <laughs> no, it's awful. Oh my God. I lost 40 pounds, like fucking caviar Mike and shit and came through it. I mean, that's the only thing, right? If it, you got to live through it, Jesus but I lived through it and I was on that fucking, I dropped 40 pounds and shit. Oh my God. Oh my God. You're crazy. I, if, I'm saying I lived through it. Mm-hmm. Not, you know, I'm not like wishing I get or anything. Like those people that are like, this. I swallowed a tapeworm to lose some fucking weight and shit. Like I, I would never go weird lengths like that. Obviously I went vegan. That's enough. But you know, there's that 
I was getting prepared for that. And, and so you're judging me for watching bit. Selling Sunset. Yes. <laughs> when um, you're wishing COVID upon yourself. I was not wishing pounds. COVID. I was facing the fact that my fucking only begotten child, <laughs> who I'm always like, she saved my life, put my life in danger by bringing the fucking COVID into the house and shit. So I was like, well, rather than be upset. Maybe I'll just eat my pain. And I went off my fucking fast and ordered some uh, beans and rice from this week. This week, it's from a place called Petite Taqueria. We get into like waves. Like I was eating for about a month and a half, maybe too much sugar taco. Mm -hmm. Um, And then finally, I was like, you know what? The rice is just don't don't taste spicy enough for me. It just tastes like white rice. And I found a place where the rice... mm, Tastes mm. good. <laughs> it says vegan, so I'm like, woohoo. woo-hoo. So, uh, yeah, I, I caved and I was like, I'm going to order me some rice and beans and sit there and fucking watch a movie and eat it because I might be like fucking throwing up and sweating the shit out. It's an interesting response that we both had. Yeah, it wasn't me wanting to watch fucking a, a mindless reality show, though. It, the, the weird thing is, like, watch what you want. If you like, and like, a lot of people seem to like the show, and I ain't fucking kidding it. But that being said, you live here. Like, most people that watch those, like, L.A. shows and shit. I lived in Jersey as a kid and watched Beverly Hills 90210 because I was like, man, look at that. Look at that fantasy world, man. I watched anything set in Hollywood, but now that I live here, I don't even watch the Oscars. They go on down the street. I don't really have an explanation as to what happened. <laughs> I, I watched the trailer and that's then your, that's I your mother. That's, that's the Jennifer Schwabach in you. She watches a lot of trash television, too. I just you know what? And that's unfair. I haven't seen it. I don't know if it's trash. No, it is. But it, <laughs> <laughs> it's absolute trash. But what a review. What a positive review as... I thought I was going to die of the COVID, so I watched Selling Sunset, and it was good. Like, that's a huge review. Huge review. There is a vegan on it, so that's saying something. (laughs) (laughs) Keeping it on brand, I see. (laughs) Um, Well, uh, there it is, folks. Uh, You know, no guests this week because this is the story. What more do you want than this gripping tale? This is is Holy crap, man. Could have been a way different episode this week. I might have been alone throwing her on the Zoom. So um, sad. Yeah, but here we are in the same room, breathing the same air, Woo-hoo. touching the mics and shit like that. Later on, she's going to share my hamburger with me, my hamburger, <laughs> yeah. and use my fork. And, and then you're going to come spray everything down because yes. <laughs> <laughs> no one will trust each other ever again. I saw her when she was uh, entering the room before uh, she closed the door and quickly licked the door handle. That's how confident she is. <laughs> she's beaten COVID, but I'm like, you didn't beat it. You never had it. She's like, wait, every dad, a victory is a victory. Her generation, the bar is real fucking low. So not having COVID is a victory. <laughs> um, I wouldn't say that. Um, but so I, glad that you're not sick. I did order so many two hazmat suits um, in the one day that I thought I had COVID. I don't know. <laughs> I thought I was going to need them. Is it one size fits all? It's, I think I got a large and an extra large. Mm. So Could be fun. So we have a few. Options. Spare hazmat suits. <laughs> I, I mean, think I why also were you goggles. ordering the hazmat suits after you got the COVID? Because Keep I was like, contained? how am I? Yeah, because I, I was like, how am I going to Move perhaps around. go to the kitchen if I need to? You're not. We were going to post an armed guard outside like, shh, shh, back in your room, yeah. sir. <laughs> sir. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was Probably just preparing. <laughs> um, so glad that uh, you don't have COVID. So glad that I even mind the 
thousands of dollars we had to spend on tests. <laughs> no, I don't even know what they cost. Jordan and Jay and Logan mm-hmm. went to Dodger Stadium where they do it free. I'm like, fucking free. They do it free? <laughs> yeah, bro, at Dodger Stadium. Like, you just have to oh. put in for a time and then you show up. It's not even like some line goes out the fucking, you know, down the freeway. They give you, it's just like we do at the doctor's office, but they give you a time and it's free. And then they tell you within an email within like 24 hours. Yeah, it's an option. That would have definitely been good to know. But in a world where we can pay for the test, you know. Yes, I'm very thankful we were able to afford the test because I personally, just myself, had three. Austin also had three. It's been a long week. I blame Austin. Little motherfucker is like, I went to see commercial. And because of that, turned this fucking house topsy-turvy. I just put it together like fucking... Jessica Fletcher at the end of Murder She Wrote or Columbo. <laughs> it's the end of the show, and I realize who the culprit is. Little fucking hey. Lord Fauntleroy, little son of lockdown. Leave I him out! I wake you out! Leave him alone! <laughs> um, man, oh man, he fucking got you wrapped around his finger. Motherfucker almost gives you COVID, and you're like, leave me alone. He, he did not almost give me COVID. Well, that's true. But in a way, he's an innocent man. In a way, yeah. in retrospect, do you think you should have not went and got the test? Like, you didn't need a test. You just went because he was getting a test. Why did you even go? Well, I don't know. To I make keep myself my to feel be good about it. Yeah. Mission accomplished. Sure felt good for about 72 hours there. <laughs> really backfired. <laughs> Truly. And that's the life lesson here, kid. Like Homer Simpson said, never try. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, that should just be the that should be the title of the episode for sure. Never try, never try <laughs> a COVID story. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> uh, there it is, folks. So glad that uh, this week at least you don't have COVID and stuff. Tune in next week to find out <laughs> no, if, if that second and third tests were wrong and the first test was indeed right. Fuck. I saw a fucking uh, tweet today. I mean, this is we don't get very political on the show. You clearly know which way we lean and whatnot but just to put us in a moment in time uh steve bannon got arrested this Woo-hoo. morning and uh for you know fraud involving that build the wall campaign where they were asking normal people to put their real hard-earned money into the building of a wall that was then you know fucking misused and someone bought a boat with it and shit like that all these people said they wouldn't get paid regardless i'm sure everybody knows the story that being said a uh, big part of the story was that he was arrested by United States Postal Service agents. <gasps> For real? You didn't know that. I didn't know that. Yes. That's so, so fucking awesome. So as <laughs> we stand here at a time where clearly somebody's trying to dismantle the fucking post office and like as a heart as a as a fucking taxpayer, like it makes me so mad to see giant sorting machines thrown at like there was a guy going, Look, you know, they said they'd stop what they were doing. But he was a senator from where was he, like Ohio or some such shit. I was just watching it on Twitter. He's standing in front of this giant sorting machine that they put outside that's been outside based on the order from the fucking, you know, postmaster general, this guy. Um, and it's been rained on, so it's unserviceable. They can't even, even if they wanted to wow. move it back in, it won't work again. So that machine then has to get replaced and who's paying for it the taxpayer and these fuckers that are like you know uh, don't get me started in any event um him steve bannon being arrested by united states postal agents oh my god iconic somebody somebody, some tweet a lot of tweets to be fair i saw many tweets that 
wrote something like this. Um, Bannon being arrested by United States Postal Service agents, like, you know, is the best writing of this season of 2020. Like, <laughs> I thought I thought the COVID storyline, it started to go off the tracks a little bit. But <laughs> it made me laugh so That's hard. so awesome. It is a fuck. This year has been a goddamn fucking TV show with twists and turns. and A living nightmare. Unbelievable. Um, and this just added to it. One more fucking log on the pyre when we were like, yep. our kids got COVID. We might all have COVID. Nan and Pop might have COVID. Oh, my God. God. Like, right after Sun and Lockdown was all done and shit, suddenly we'd all have COVID. Uh, Insane. But no. Novid. Novid. There's your your act. Novid. Here's your episode title, ready? Because she stresses on this every fucking week. I really, I hate coming up from COVID to Novid. Nice. But we don't want to give it away. Well, I Why guess not? if we're in the same room. Yeah. In the description, it'll give it away. You got to break it down. That's right? true. You're not going to be like, when you best get a mystery disease that everyone's terrified of right now. <laughs> guess who and guess what? Guess what? Uh, it there could, it is. To be fair, it could be the bubonic plague because apparently that's coming back as well. Ah, 2020. Uh, Chef's kiss okay. to the writer. Can't wait to see what happens next week's episode. Anyways. There it is, folks. Uh, everybody doing okay over here in Los Angeles. And Very stuff. thankful. Home of fucking selling sunset. Is that what it's called? Yes. Fuck. I'm not proud. I was just being honest. It's just like, <laughs> about what happened when I thought I was facing certain death. I'm not saying like, you know, like that's for rubes or whatever. But again, most people that watch like <laughs> Hollywood shows don't live literally in fucking you live like a few blocks above Groman's Chinese Theater. You're in the heart of Hollywood and you're like What's it like in Hollywood? I'm going to watch this Netflix show to find out. You're also talking to the person who rewatches Disneyland vlogs. So I don't know if I can be trusted. <laughs> totally failed as a parent. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I have other really good tastes. I you just. Do. You rock in so <laughs> many other ways. Look, I don't even mind you watching Disney vlogs. I think it's adorable on some level. Um, do you comment <laughs> on them? Do you go like. My name is Harley Quinn Smith. I'm also a media creator. I have a podcast called oh Vegan Abattoir. I try to keep and it I was a in, secret. I was in Once Upon a Time in, in Hollywood. The other night, I well, the other morning, I woke up fucking 3.30 and shit, and I couldn't sleep. And so I was down here in the office and reading the news and smoking, and I'd finished up this big Green Hornet outline, so I didn't have any work to do. And I re-watched, um, to be fair, not all of it, but big chunks of once upon a time in Hollywood. Really? Such a trip seeing you seeing your name in the end credits is fucking weird for so me. So wild, right? It's wild for you, but even weirder for me because I've been around longer than you and he like he'd been making movies since before me and to see your name in his credits and then seeing you like like fucking when Brad Pitt shows up at Spawn Ranch and you're just sitting there all attitude in front of like Brad Pitt and I'm like she was that happened. Like yeah, so it's in nuts. the movie, but like that happened like there he didn't fucking cut you into it digitally he didn't shoot no. on a green screen you could have smelled like brad pitt you were so close and yep. shit it strikes me from time to time yeah that, that was happened. only last year 2019 was amazing 2020 what a shit pit <laughs> <laughs> oh God. i know last year we were at the once upon a time in hollywood premiere yeah and right now, around now 
Right around, literally, it, it was in July. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And then in a couple of months, it's coming up on the one-year mark of the reboot premiere. I know that doesn't fucking rock your world. That does rock Lower my world. Lower on the list. That was awesome. I was in that Quentin movie. I was like, you were in mine, too. You're like, that, too. No, that that was equally was as awesome. Year. That was just, it was in October. So yes. right now we're- pre- What if you had a great summer and a great fall? Oh and, and you I were looking Austin. forward to- <laughs> That's true. And you were looking forward to uh, fucking like a great 2020 shooting a TV show. I thought I was going to be shooting my show. I thought it would have come out by now. <laughs> That's right. It would have been on by now. They it would have literally it. be. It would have been coming out. That's this right. Because there was discussion about like I'll be coming <sighs> home and I might go to San Diego Comic Con. Nobody Christ. wants to San Diego Comic Con, man. <laughs> I casually met Chris Hemsworth at the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood premiere last year. <laughs> before you even before he was even in the movie. Hmm. No, no, he right was around the, movie, the same time but before it came out. Yeah, but yeah, I was yeah. like, "Hi." Um. He walked over and you're like, "We in in the same movie together." And I tried to. I. It was like scary. It was so embarrassing. Take away. <laughs> <laughs> Take it a Bondi Beach. I I was I like tapped him lightly on the shoulder, but he's turned around and mm. he didn't feel me because his muscles were so large. I believe that. <laughs> and I felt like a fly. I was like, "Excuse me," and he was like, "Oh, hi." And what'd you say? I'm in this movie. Yeah, I was just like, thanks so much for being in Jane Silent Bob Reboot. It's he so was like, exciting. What's that? What's that, Ben? <laughs> what? I was like, we're so excited that you're in it. And then I was like, okay, bye. <laughs> How sweet. Uh, boy, 2019 was amazing. That's what this podcast can become. From episode 10 forward, it's just so sitting around going, remember this? That was awesome. Remember that? That was awesome. 2019 was for sure the best year of my life. 2020. I'll be honest with you. One of my best, too. I mean, you know, you being born and shit was great. And that was also the year of dogma. And, you know, me and mom got married like right on the same time. It was pretty awesome. But 2019 was hot, man. 2019 was amazing. Good times. Well, you know what? The universe gave us a wonderful 2019 because they're like, 2020 is going to be a real nutbiter. <laughs> <laughs> I wish they had just let us know in advance. Enjoy I really would have fucking milked it for all it was we were, we were like, so many good things are happening. What what what, what do we do to deserve this? Yeah. <laughs> now and it I even said sense. that to your mother all the time. I'm always like, yeah, but wait till the other shoe drops. And she's like, Oh my God, you're such a Catholic. You were raised Catholic. And that Catholic was right. I predicted the future. And I will give it to you. You were correct. It's not so much I'm right. It's just like, that's life. Some days are good. Some days are bad. Just who knew that like some years would be good, good or fucking great. And then some years would be like biblically bad. <laughs> <laughs> fucking plagues and fucking unbelievable fucking horrors it and shit. actually just blows my mind that there are newfound cases of the of the bubonic plague. I, yeah. I cannot believe it. I'll close with a quick bubonic plague story about Brian Johnson. Many people who listen to my other shows have heard this, but I don't know if you ever did. Brian and I worked at Quick Step together. Mm-hmm. And so Quick, you know, Clerks is basically I'm Dante and he's Randall. So uh, in Clerks, there's, you know, like a series of signs. Randall will hang up signs and shit like that. Um, that came from Brian Johnson. One day I asked Brian Johnson to like cover for me because I was going to some family shindig up north. And he was like, I'm going on a picnic with my fucking girlfriend. And I'm like, all right, picnic boy, fucking lover boy. I said, just cover me until I get back. He goes, when are you coming back? I was like, I'll be back at like noon. And he goes, you got to be there at noon on the dock. I was like, all right, I will. And I wound up getting there at 12.15. And my parents dropped me off coming home from some fucking relatives and stuff. And, you know, luckily I got the keys with me. Because the door is locked and there's a sign in the window of the door of quick stop 
that says store closed due to bubonic plague. That's in yoga hosers. Yeah. Oh my God, you're right. You're right. And it came from Brian Johnson. So I opened the store and I grabbed the sign. I'm like, what the fuck? Because I know it's Brian. You're like being a dick. And I can't, I'm mad that I'm, the sign don't make me mad because I'm like, that's hysterical. Bubonic plague. What a random pick. <laughs> but I'm mad because he fucking locked up and shit because I'm more responsible of this too. But obviously not responsible enough to get there when I said I would get there and shit. Mm -hmm. So I call him, try to call his house, um, but he's not there. He's off on his fucking picnic and shit. And um, as I'm on the phone, cop, Middletown cop comes in because Middletown cops look after Leonardo. It's in Middletown Township. So the cop comes in, looks around the store, sees me like on the phone with my head in the receiver and stuff, and then walks out again. And then I don't get an answer from Brian. I hang up and go behind the register. Cop comes back in and he goes, the fuck's going on here? I said, I'm sorry. And he goes, somebody said that the store had the bubonic plague. <laughs> like he was going to shoot it or something. And I was like, oh, that was, that, no, my friend just put up a funny sign. He locked the store, but there's no plague here. And he goes, that shit's not fucking funny. <laughs> and fucking out he went and stuff like that. That was the last time. And I thought what I thought was hysterical, but I was like, bubonic plague. Never in our lifetime again will there be a bubonic plague. And 2020 was like, are you done with the murder hornets? Because if you're not, we've got some bubonic plague oh for you. Oh, my God. I forgot about the murder All that's left hornets. is like anal seepage and that'll fucking top us all off. A sea monster comes and Ooh, takes over the land. Cthulhu, that'd be amazing. Wow. What if like Cthulhu oh rises God, and shit? That's so scary. Oh, my God. Um, there it is folks <laughs> fucking we end on a very mysterious scary spooky note <laughs> hopeless no this this show of anything this episode should give you hope man that yes. things are never sometimes as dark as you think they are but don't be misled to think that every time some doctor or scientist says the worst that they're wrong this is a rare case where this is super rare super fucking rare Just where a they were weird situation which is why we had to dedicate an episode to it and kind of um not talk about vegan stuff this week well i mean you know but we're vegan. vegans so this there is it our is. Life. and we were almost in a covid abattoir that's true it's never been a more accurate episode we really were almost in a covid abattoir truly for Vegan Abattoir, I'm Kevin Smith. And I'm Harley Quinn Smith. Get out of our Vegan Abattoir! Yeah.